Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is a man who's loaded for bear. He's ready to have Democrats for lunch. And so we are going to be talking to... No, I never dine on Democrats. (laughs) I dine on hypocrisy. And that's on both sides of the aisle. (laughs) Okay. Well, so you want to feed me a hypocrite? I'm game. (laughs) We've all had hippo. Yes, I think that's good. I've eaten crow many times, as you're well aware. Yes, and it's it's not very tasty. (laughs) All right. To welcome on board, everybody. It's the check the levity off the list, will you? Okay. (laughs) I started a restaurant for people like me called Crow Filet, but uh, never really took off. So I don't know. Well, are you opposed to same-sex marriage? Uh, no. Well, then you might do better than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're still not open on Sunday. No. Can you imagine the wealth of uh, uh, business they lose by not being open on I Sunday? admire their conviction. So, but everybody gets the day off who works there. Well, and if there's one Good thing for them. about a Chick-fil-A, if you've ever been to one of the restaurants, they really hustle. I mean, they serve a lot of people in a short amount of time. Most of them are outside or, you know, drive up uh-huh. only now. So they've taken great pains to so expedite them. How are you doing a crow fillet? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a tough. Are one. you open on Sundays? It, it's a tough meal. It uh, requ- requires constant piety on my part. Are you open on Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's for my main confession day. Okay. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We would very much uh, love to hear from you today. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to contact us, voice your opinions. Uh, it's an open day, so we can always start out with any particular subject that oh, you goody. have in mind. I have one in mind. Uh, we <laughs> always uh, talk about the, the mainstream media and biased media and objective media where you can find it. And uh, we often talk about the president and politics and health care. COVID has been a topic on the show in the past. Of course, Im- impeachment and uh, let's let's not drag up the Obamacare. <laughs> let me give you a here. let me give you a current one okay. that you can mention. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden went to Pittsburgh for some bizarre reason to speak about Kenosha and law and order, which he's now being killed in the polls on because people have woken up to the fact people are woke now to the <laughs> fact that these democratic cities are out of control with this violence. I think. But he event, do you think he's a germaphobe? Well, he possibly is. He went to an empty warehouse in Pittsburgh where there were circles where people 
people, like four or five people were sitting in chairs, and then he mm-hmm. was speaking up at the front. But he said, and this is a quote, he said, no matter, I am not going to end fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. This morning, Fox News put together a montage of all the times Joe Biden said he would get rid of fracking. Mm. You know, so they're saying, oh, the president's a liar. He's a liar. Joe Biden lies. He lies all the time. He lies consistently. And the, the thing is, the media doesn't call him out for his lies. Where where was the MSNBC fact checker Where did you morning? find out about Joe's lies? On I'm talking about this one in particular where he said he wasn't going to get rid of fracking. Now, because right. politically... But how did you find out? Through what channel? Fox. Which is media. Right. So somebody's out so there. So somebody is right. But I'm saying, you, know, you won't hear Morning Joe talk about, well, you know, yesterday Joe Biden lied. When he said that he wasn't opposed to, uh, or he wasn't going to support well, getting no, wait, wait, wait. Joe didn't say yesterday that he's never been opposed to fracking. He only said he that said he said that Donald isn't. Trump lied about the fact that he would end it. But he's on record as saying he would definitely end right. it. Right in the past, he's been opposed to it. I'm not explaining away Joe Biden's position on fracking. It's always he's been whichever way the wind blows. There's no argument you know, admit about it, that. Well, admittedly, but Trump if lies. President Trump says that Joe Biden is against fracking today. That's not true. It is true that Joe Biden is in favor of at least, you know, continuing fracking until he's well, in the office, and then he can change his mind again. There were seven instances that they reported on Fox mm-hmm. this morning where he said he was opposed to it, and one where he said he wasn't. Now, what do you believe? The seven where he said he'd get <laughs> rid of it, or the one where one. he said he wouldn't? Well, you go by the most recent if you're following a politician, because that's whatever their most recent viewpoint is, that's the one you get behind. Okay. And then we have our letter from EB this morning, which I find fascinating. He said, yesterday, Trump defended Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who murdered two protesters in Wisconsin. Then he said he doesn't think it's a big deal if his followers shoot protesters with paintball guns. This is what it's come to, the president tacitly encouraging citizens to take up arms against other citizens. My message isn't to Trump supporters because we already know that you're terrible human beings. I love this. Instead, I say shame on you to conservatives who maybe don't love Trump, but nevertheless have remained silent about all the appalling things he said and done. At this point, if you don't vote for Joe Biden so that America can be rid of the Trump scourge, you are complicit in his evil. Well, first of all, the young man, Kyle Rittenhouse, there is photographic evidence that he was being attacked. Now, did he overreact? Possibly so. But to use the word murder? No. Mm -hmm. He was defending himself. So you're saying the verdict's not not in on that. No, it's not in. In okay. other words, it, th- I think EB here is un-American. In this country, <laughs> we, don't. we are innocent until proven guilty. Oh, no, 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 Joe, 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 Joe. Well, in EB's world, you just get hung right away for the offense. In our world today, you are guilty as soon as I see the videotape. But the videotape shows he was being attacked. Well, I guess there's some other facts, but we try to not let those get in the way. We try well, to make we sure that we... just nailed him right up front. That saves all the time. Nowadays, and it's Republicans and Democrats, we always try to rush to judgment. We always try to judge things just on a few things you can see in plain sight. And most of all, we only believe what we see on tape, if and only if it supports <laughs> our views. Well, then in Los Angeles last night, the police shot and... Uh, did they kill that young man? Uh, who had, uh, I, I don't know if they killed him or... I think so. Or, okay. I think he's wounded. But he had a, had a bag, uh, bag full of laundry and there was a gun in it. And the police uh, shot him. I mean, I don't know whether he was going for the gun or what the story was. But here's the point. People are already got out in the streets in Los Angeles prepared to protest, but they don't know whether or not the guy did anything. You know, wh- whether he was completely innocent, in which case a protest would certainly be understandable. 
or whether he was guilty. And if he was guilty, if he contributed to his own situation, what they are what are they protesting about? One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok dot com and text us at seven zero two three six. We'd love to hear from you. We got some calls coming in, so we'll be chit chatting with folks very soon. But we invite you to call in one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Yesterday we had John Meckley on the show. Tomorrow Claire Moyer's calling in, a local Republican. He's been a candidate uh, for office around here, ran for state house uh, in the last uh, cycle in that uh, 85th district, and he is a staunch Republican who is for President Trump. So uh, most Republicans are for President Trump, and I think one of the things that he'll tell us, and we know this to be true, is that he's a Republican who's just dead set opposed to uh, some of the things that the Democratic Party is talking about and that Joe Biden is uh, talking a little bit about, and he's adamantly opposed to those. Well, it's sort of like the John Shipman model, where you you certainly know that the president's personal behavior is far from ideal, and that's uh, Joe McGranahan's uh, look at it, too. But it's not a Democrat. It, it's for good ideals. And the plus that President Trump, uh, they say, has gotten a lot done. So uh, we are uh, going to be talking about that again tomorrow with Claire Moyer. We're glad he's going to call in. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We uh, closed up business yesterday with Dan, so we reopen it today with uh, Dan from New Berlin. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good talking with you. Why, fracking, personally, I, I think Joe, he would be for fracking, but his left wing, they're going to control Joe Biden if he gets elected, so they will oppose fracking if they win the election. And they'll destroy the economy of Pennsylvania. The, they already destroyed the, a lot of the businesses through the epic, through the pandemic in Pennsylvania, the restaurants and bars. Now they can put the final whop to it, trying to kill the economy altogether. Dan, let me ask you a quickie question here real quick, and just your observation on this. Let's let's suppose Joe Biden's lying now instead of then, and he is uh, interested in banning fracking. Can you do that? Can you just carve out a segment of the energy industry and say, no, this particular element of, you know, drilling and uh, piping and using of natural gas, okay, this is forbidden. All other is okay. Can that be done? Sure. I don't. Hey, Joe says well, yes. with congressional assistance. You have to get on mic, buddy. I said with congressional assistance. Okay. That's right. You didn't have yeah. yours on. I just leaned back. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have the Republicans in some in some part of the government to oppose it, it won't happen. But to suppose the Dems win everything, then they could get that through and and destroy the whole whole economy and get to their socialist agenda, which is what they're after anyway. That's why we have all these stuff being done today with the closing down of restaurants causing an overblowing epidemic around the country. That's the job, and that's what they're against. So that's why 
That's why I disagree with your caller yesterday in the morning, Mr. Meckley. (coughs) He is totally wrong by supporting Joe Biden. I don't know anymore what's in a party's name. You know, I always... I, I know the Republican Party hasn't been totally conservative for many years, even back to 1964. They weren't that conservative. But over the years, they've turned more to the center, and sometimes a lot of the Republicans are actually left of center. But in the last election... So you do know who the Republican candidate for president in 1964 was, don't you? Barry Goldwater. Yeah, right, Barry, Barry Goldwater. Goldwater. <laughs> That's when they had a real conservative. You said they weren't conservative in 1964, It was the they, end of it. They got rid... Well, look at the opposition. At what I'm saying, a lot of so-called Republicans were in opposition to Barry Goldwater and it showed their position if I could have voted back then I know who I'd have voted for but I was uh, I wasn't old at 20 you had to be 21 and I couldn't vote till 1966 alright we got to take yeah. another caller but Dan but, uh, thank you so much yeah good program Take care, Dan. Talk to you again. Thank you, everybody. Good caller from uh, New Berlin. Dan, uh, we'll take a quickie break. We've got the next caller lined up, but we'll take more comers. 1 800 795 9565 is the open phone. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super-duper glad to see you on the radio. Joe's here. Yes, I am. And Eric's on the line. But we're not going to take his call today. No, and Mark's over here. (laughs) And? Oh, yeah, Mark. uh, What's that guy's name? Rob, our producer. Yes, our great producer. He's going to cut off your And on the line, Eric from Port Treverton. Eric, we're taking your call despite the fact that we know you're going to talk about mega stormtroopers, whatever they are. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you, because uh, as the person who commented on my comment yesterday, I won't want to be boo-hooing on the radio or not getting on the radio. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thank you for taking my call. Uh, As you gentlemen know, I am a student of history, and... um, Again, I'm going to comment on my true concerns, all politics aside, gentlemen, true concerns of what's happening here with our political process. Okay. Uh, yes, I did, I, I did uh, list my thoughts today as the, the MAGA stormtroopers, uh, because that's what they're turning into, gentlemen. 
um, when you go through the streets of an American city with Trump flags on the back of a pickup truck and you're firing automatic weapons at other Americans and the President of the United States calls these people patriots. What? They weren't firing auto- no, whoa, whoa, whoa. They weren't firing <laughs> automatic weapons at people. Machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> mowing down, oh, mowing oh, down protesters. Uh, they were firing paintballs, correct? Yes, that's my understanding. Okay, and and, uh, and that that young lad, the seventeen-year-old, who the president is uh, is also supporting, he did not have an automatic weapon, right, Joe? He did, but he was being attacked. Well, no, that was a semi-automatic. Semi-automatic. Okay, so okay, so semi-automatic weapon. Uh, he was being attacked, but why did he have in the first place a 17-year-old who is not anywhere in the United States allowed to have an automatic weapon? And he should be charged for that and arrested and, and prosecuted. The president is, is, your president is, is, uh, is, think it's a great thing. No, he's not. He said that he, he was very specific in saying that the guy was being attacked. He just was responding to whether or not this guy murdered two innocent people. They were attacking him. I wouldn't call it murder. It may, it's probably some form of self-defense, maybe involuntary manslaughter or something like that, and he should pay the full penalty for whatever he did wrong. But, but so the should the people who attacked him. not condemned him. For what? The president has hasn't not condemned him, correct? He hasn't been found guilty of anything. In this country, okay, you're still okay. innocent until proven so, guilty. So my historic parallel is this. In Nazi Germany, after Hitler took power with a minority vote, that sounds familiar, then rejected the constitution of, of Germany, the Weimar Republic at the time, Sound familiar? Not I'm entirely. Not bear bear in mind, eight more years that will get the Democrats. Sound bear, concerning to you? Sound bear in mind, bear me. in mind, Eric, that the what Hitler used was the Reichstag fire, which he probably had set himself as a justification to clamp down, and it went and, from there. And the president going into Kenosha, the Reichstag coming down now is not, and with his mega people he's taken with him is not going to create a fire? Nobody set fire to Congress yet, although there are those of us who think it might not be a bad idea. It's another topic. You said yesterday, Joe, that um, the Biden campaign, you threw it out, had uh, historical parallels to other dictators. I'd like you to back that statement up. Dictators? Mark, Mark's looking at me curiously because I, I don't remember saying that. anything like that yes, either. You said after I said about Sig Heil yesterday and, and, and putting a corollary to the... Um, yeah, the President Trump and his his uh, campaigns and so forth. Oh, the fireworks and so on. You could say oh, the that, that Joe okay. Biden could be compared to, I think you said Putin, or to Stalin. No, I was just saying that your comparison was unfair because it would be like if you compared it to him. I don't think that the fact that Trump had fireworks and Hitler had fireworks is a direct corollary between the two, Eric. But but you, you <laughs> feel that it's okay for a political candidate to use public public grounds, which belong to all Americans, to put out a political campaign for one party over another. You think that's okay? Well, did, should he have had a rally at a big convention hall? Would you have been happier with that, with people there? No, he, he shouldn't. But, well, what so where did, should he have done it? In the middle of thir- Biden do? What he should had it, you know, at, at a, a private place. I think it was a... Uh, a uh, drive-in car where everyone was social distance, Not rather than in the front of the White House, public grounds, no one wearing masks, no social distancing. 
Suppose he had had it in one of his properties. He would have said, oh, well, the president's just trying to promote his properties again. He could, <laughs> well, he we know tell. the president goes to his properties to play golf. <laughs> well, what would and now prevent... this morning he's comparing a missed golf shot with shooting people. I understand the conflict of interest that with President Trump using the White House South Lawn for a political rally. That's certainly not right. It's unethical, and everybody accepts that. But what about, couldn't Joe Biden have his rally someplace where he could get permission, like at Gettysburg or... At Mount Rushmore, like the yeah, president, Gettysburg's federal property, right? The Can you not get permission to Mr. use it? Biden respects what has gone on in this country in the years past. Oh. In the years past, there has not been the use of these public lands, or or the White House certainly for political purposes. He's got us on that. Election. All right, Eric, we got to take another On the overall scale of things, that ain't a very big deal, Eric. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Appreciate the honesty. call. Thank you, uh, Mike. You have the floor. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. <laughs> Yeah, this is Mike from Milmar. Uh, I'm if anybody's interested in what. Yeah. Mike, your phone's cutting out. You're going to have to stay in exactly the same spot wherever you're coming in clearly out there. Okay, how do I sound now? Oh, now there you go. Now you're don't move. <laughs> don't move an inch. Sorry about that. That's okay. Go ahead. Uh, Joe Biden simply said he doesn't want to issue any more permits for fracking on public lands. I don't know how much federal public land there is in the state of Pennsylvania, but he, he never said anything about stopping any fracking operations that are going on now, and that's not that's not what he wants to do. Let me correct you really quickly. And and the, I'm the not going to dwell on this. Uh, let me correct you really quickly. I'm not going to dwell on this. In the past, he's talked about fracking as a dirty science which, or a dirty method of extracting natural gas, which it is, and very hard on the environment, and there's more carbon dioxide no. emissions from the fracking process And he was in quite clear view. when he was asked about it that uh, he was asked, is there a place for fracking in a Biden administration? He said, no, we will do whatever we can to get rid of it, to close it down. Right. And now he's changed his mind on that. So he was really opposed to it in every way, and now he's uh, now he's for it. Say that again. Public land. He said he's not going to issue fracking permits on public land. And since he's federal, that would be public land would be government land owned by the United States of America, right? I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Well, yeah, and but that's not not all what he said. In Pennsylvania is done on private property. By the way, well, then when he was asked the question, "Is there a place for fracking in a Biden administration?" and he said, "No, we will do what we can or what it, what it takes to get rid of it," he was lying. No, he was. What he meant was he's not okay. going to issue any more permits. But that isn't what he that isn't what he said. You public see, public land. I mean, that has nothing to do with the state of Pennsylvania or any other state or governor or, or whoever uh, okays it in on land owned by by private on private by private people or, or state land. But Mike, that isn't what he said. You understand what I'm saying? Here? I understand what you're saying, but do you hear me? I understand what he said. What he said was when asked is there a place for fracking in a Biden administration, he said unequivocally no. Well that just means he, they don't believe in it. But that doesn't he said he also said he's not stopping any fracking operations that are already in existence and he only wants to stop issuing permits on public lands. 
So how's that going to how's that going to pl- uh, play with Bernie's supporters and the Green New Deal crowd? I don't know. I'm just telling you what Biden said. <laughs> Bernie's not running for president. Biden is. Last I heard. No, I think he, Biden is nothing more than a cat's paw for Bernie and oh, the. Oh yeah, well, the opinions are like this. What everybody's been saying they are. You know, that's an opinion. That's not a fact, is it? Well, I think Why it's do you a... portray opinions as facts all the time? Uh, well, because I'm tired of hearing that. <laughs> Because that's what this program is about, opinions, and fact, whether you consider well, them facts uh, or not. A few facts thrown in there wouldn't freshen things up a little bit, don't you think? <laughs> I gave you facts, and you don't want to hear them about what Biden said. Well, and well, I elaborated. You're not listening to my... I have to listen to your facts, but you don't have to listen to my facts. Is I'm listening. No, I'm listening. I heard what you said. I just th- well, heard, heard him say something else. what I said. Do you know that 90% of fracking occurs on private property? Right. I'm not okay. going to argue that with you. You're probably right. I have no way of knowing. And I will concede well, that you're little, absolutely hey, correct. If you would do a little research on what you're talking about first, that would be uh, enlightening re- and refreshing also. The research I did indicates what Joe Biden said, and he said it unequivocally. You're saying well, you're that... you're only looking for the negative part of what Joe Biden <laughs> okay. said. What about... He's letting the fracking existing fracking operations alone the ones that are already operating you know he said that not not what i heard him say on the on the clips oh, that i heard oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh dear unbelievable i swear i mean let me let me guess there's a certain group of these people that no matter no matter what they did they would be wrong 100 percent of the time is that humanly possible yeah that's called trump derangement syndrome they believe he's wrong 100 percent of the time well they may not be wrong <laughs> i don't think so. I'm, I'm happy with how my portfolio is going under trump Are you? that doesn't mean i like <laughs> there you him, go but i think he's fit to be president of the united states does it well not necessarily no no well, wall yeah, street's well, not the economy there you go, man See, Give not... somebody a break. I mean, everybody <laughs> does something, right? Even if it's by accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue Man. that with you either. See, now we're in agreement on that. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Really Thanks, Mike. appreciate the call. Hey, I know. I, I'm sorry to exasperate you, but, you know, we are debating this topic, and you're eloquent in your defense of Joe Biden. So thanks for calling. I appreciate the call. Uh, you can go anywhere with <laughs> okay, this. Okay. Uh, lady named Cassandra says, as Republican, John Meckley is not just speaking out against Trump. John is openly advocating for Joe Biden. His advocacy for Biden is the story good for him. Okay. And we'll... Take a break for the news and be back with more opinions and comments and arguments and <laughs> whatever and else we think We're going to be in full agreement on many topics when we come back. Well, that'll kill the program. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have nothing but good news in the news, and we'll be in full agreement on our discussions. America first, saluting the flag, and kneeling where necessary, but making sure that America's number one. That'll be when we return, and then we'll get back to the show. This is WKOK Sunbury. Is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Peter King in Or. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We have a caller coming in. we got emails and tons of texts, so we'll read those on the radio. And uh, we have lots of discussion going on, so that's what we're going to enjoy for the next hour. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Guess what? It became September while you were snoring. September 1st, 2020. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Time's marching on. That's what I say. So it's officially fall. I see lots of leaves out down there. Some of them fell off because of the dry conditions, but uh, some it is almost time. So on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. We've been doing kind of a detailed compare and contrast with President Trump versus Joe Biden and some of their varying viewpoints, so we'd love to get uh, your opinion. And we are welcoming facts today, too. So if you have, if you know something for sure about these good candidates, uh, call us, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. Uh, there was a crash on Route 15 in Winfield Sunday afternoon that left two drivers in critical condition. Action happened around 5 p.m. on Route 15 near Albert Boulevard. Troopers say 72-year-old Wilmer Hoover of Elizabethtown ran into the back of a disabled car on the highway. Hoover said he was distracted by the sun and didn't see the stopped car on the road. He's been cited for driving too closely. Hoover, along with the other driver, 37-year-old Nathan Page of Winfield, were taken to Geisinger, both drivers uh, critical this morning. The reigning... <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> the reigning Miss America was... <laughs> I'm not That's debatable, up. but go ahead. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm okay. I got you. It came anyway. through on my mic. That's why. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I know. The reigning Miss America was in our region yesterday promoting her social impact initiative, Mind Your Meds. Camille Schreier visited Shemokin talking about the prescription, medication safety, and abuse, and primarily opioids. She talked to WKOK and told us her most important message... This is a a disease, a chemical addiction that should be treated like one and that there is so much hope. And so that's probably the most important thing that I could say. Schreier's a doctor, a pharmacy student, and took a naloxone training class. Uh, that, as well as discussions with her mother, who's a nurse, caused her to pick this uh, prescription and medication and drug abuse cause for her to focus on during her reign as Miss America. Schreier was in the Valley as part of an observance of Overdose Awareness Day Monday, her parents sponsored by the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. Speaking in Pittsburgh, former Vice President and Democratic Presidential nominee Joe Biden attacked President Donald Trump's public public safety priorities and his weak response to the racial injustice uh, protests. You know, he may believe mouthing the words law and order makes him strong, but his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. Biden, in his most direct attacks yet, accused Trump of causing the divisions that ignited the violence. He said Trump can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. Uh, Trump said Biden was siding with uh, rioters, anarchists, agitators, and losers. And President Trump, of course, uh, says Biden is the main instigator through all of this. Finally, methamphetamine, a big issue around here. Eleven people charged, says... The state attorney general. State attorney general Josh Shapiro says charged is 51-year-old Russell Kinslow of Freeburg. 
who's currently a Northumberland County prison inmate. Shapiro says Kinslow was the group's ring leader. Also charged is 40-year-old Monica Straco, who's currently a Snyder County prison inmate. 32-year-old Jamie Ross Ogenbaugh of Seals Grove. 31-year-old Felicia Buck of Beavertown. And 67-year-old Ronald Boney of Mifflinburg. Shapiro says the ring brought significant quantities of crystal methamphetamine from Redding to Snyder, Union, and Northumberland counties. He says Kenslow transported meth from 2017 to 2019 when he was arrested for selling the drug to confidential informants. Then while in prison, Kenslow manufactured fraudulent credit cards to obtain large cash advances at various state casinos. He would then use that money to pay for an attorney and post bond to get out of jail. Shapiro says District Judge Lori Hackenberg is processing the defendants and Senior Deputy Attorney General David Gorman is prosecuting the case. Back at Trillo, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And that's our news headlines right now. Uh, we invite you to call us. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. And you can do as a half a dozen folks have done text us at uh, 70236. Joe, let's clear some of that. All right, we'll clear up some of the texts. Oh, please, Eric, when the Democratic enforcers Antifa have been committing mayhem for the past three months, you're going to try to make hay with some Trump supporters driving on public streets and being attacked by BLM and Antifa defending themselves? What about the murder of a Trump supporter on the street after hunting him? What about his life, Eric? Okay, good question. Uh, and this one, um, come on, Mike. So you're saying we aren't supposed to take Biden at his word when he tells us no fracking, no guns, no private health care? Wouldn't that be calling Biden a liar? Why are you calling Biden a liar? He also put up his hand that he supported uh, medical care for illegal aliens. So there's another issue. And then finally, and this is a good point. I had forgotten about this. Was it okay for Roosevelt to use the White House to accept the nomination for his third term in office? I guess it's the same old song for Democrats. Do what we say, not as we do. He definitely shouldn't use any of that public ground okay. for political stuntage. Uh, let's see. Cindy's next up. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. I'm calling about, good morning, gentlemen. I'm calling about the use of public grounds for political stuntage. Oh, go right I recall the last administration taped off the National Mall and tried to deny everyone access to memorials that are open and available in the free air there and shut down all the national parks. And how was that not political stunting? What was the, oh, that was during the budget impasse. I got gotcha. you. I, you know, I, I think that this has become kind of SOP to make use of public grounds to make your points. Unfortunately, that's what it's become. Well, since uh, Roosevelt, Obama, and Trump have done it, is was there anyone else? And then we won't belabor this geez, point. I for, don't know. Okay. I, don't, I can't go into and, that. Well, it, they used as to. As soon the, as that was being discussed, it popped in my mind. Because I'll be honest, I was disgusted. I was furious. Those, the National Mall, if you've never been there, is a great open space. And you would have to go out of your way to preclude people from walking up to things. And for me, the most compelling thing was they were bringing those flights of World War II veterans to see the memorial that had been built on their behalf. And these were people in the twilight of their life who clearly might not live long enough to have a second experience of flying all the way to Washington, D.C., to see this memorial and to have blocked that off was just ridiculous. And I was enormously proud of them that they took down the barricades and went in and enjoyed the memorial and that no one had the 
stupid idea to stop them. They just stood back and allowed them to do that. Because if it is the public space, then it belongs to the public, not to the government. It belongs to the public, which is not the government. The government has become an entity, and in some cases, as far as I'm concerned, an enemy. Sometimes it's an ally, sometimes it's an enemy. And that was an example of it, a gross abuse of power to shut down open spaces like that. Didn't need anybody to supervise them. Frankly, if you go there, there is no one supervising you. To shut that all down was ridiculous. Should President Trump have used the South Lawn for his uh, campaign speech? I think that's just become the way it works. I, so I don't have a problem with it. Mount Rushmore, same thing? I, again, this is apparently the way this works. They use it Mount- belongs to everybody, which means it also belongs to him. And people make money off of national monuments all the time. There was a movie shot by Alfred Hitchcock called North by Northwest that made extensive use of Mount Rushmore. Well, they film movies right for commercial in the purposes. Parks all the time. I, we were out west, right, and they were showing all these movies that had made use of these areas. And frankly, I'm okay with that because it helps to pay for the upkeep of the national parks, mm. which have been neglected through many administrations. But but here's so, the point. Here's my point. They they limit access to those parks to allow the commercial enterprise to make the movie, and the president. You know, it's the same thing. So occasionally, you're going to shut something down for the public uh, to to, what, use something, a movie-making uh, proposition, or someone's going to come in and use the park for something other than just recreating. So we're either going to say yes to all of those or no to all of those. Well, and Joe, I mean, let's look at the national turkey thing every year. Now, who, what is that really about? It's about promoting turkey. What is this? It's the national the turkey, turkey you think growers of America or whoever. Thanksgiving, you mean? Using the president to promote. Oh, okay. Turkey. All right. Sending the two turkeys that he always pardons. Oh, the pardon. Okay. I'd like one year you know, to have him I, chop I was their heads off. I to President Obama <laughs> when he pride, tried to put a halt to it. I do think it's become ridiculous that they do this. They name these turkeys and they pardon. I mean, it just trivializes the presidency in a way that I find offensive. <laughs> I can't argue that point with you. It's a moment when President Trump's not causing any more damage, so I embrace it. Well, that's fine for you. I, I think that so much of the, you know, we should um, step back and take a look at all of this puffery that goes on and ask ourselves, is it really warranted and, and why are we valuing that anymore and and why are we continuing to conduct ourselves this way? And, and certainly, you know, I, I believe that public spaces belong to the public, not the government. And, if, and people should be free to use them within the guidelines that exist for not being destructive to those public spaces. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. Really appreciate the call. Lance, you're next up on On the Mark. We've got another caller coming in, but Lance has the floor. Go right ahead, sir. Okay. I wanted to talk about uh, Mr. Beckley the other day and uh, sort of John Kasich and uh, was what, what, what he was saying was the same thing that that man said at the convention. He said, I'm a lifelong Republican, but these are not normal times. Praise Joe's experience, wisdom, decency. And uh, I fear Joe may turn sharp left and leave them behind. And he said, I don't believe this because I know the measure of the man, reasonable, faithful, respectful, and you know no one pushes Joe around. However, Bernie Sanders, about 25 minutes later, said, uh, let me offer just a few examples of how Joe will move us forward. 
I support some minimum wage, $15 an hour, fund universal pre-K, fight the threat of climate change. Now, here it is. By transitioning us to 100% clean electricity over the next 15 years. Well, if you do that, that's the end of that uh, planet Shemokin Dam and how many others like it. Because that's it's the end of fracking, that's for sure. Right, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. See, right, so that's not a ban on facto, fracking. That's transitioning of fuel. He said he was going to end it. That's no, ending it. See, <laughs> he supports what he's saying here, the entire clean energy, or the, uh, uh, the Green, Green New, New Deal. Deal. And uh, if he does that, that's what's going to happen. So de facto, he has banned fracking. What I'm trying to so say. the bottom line is it's doublespeak at very best and uh, certainly disheartening to folks who are enjoying the inexpensive energy and, and jobs because of this natural gas boom. Yeah, your electricity rates will go up at least, at least 30 percent. Uh, I have it now, you know, because I really believe in that, so I have wind energy. But... Uh, how many people, you know, can do that? I mean, I don't use that much electricity that matters, but to a lot of people, it does matter a whole lot. It does to you. So you through know, your electric, spend that, huh? through your electric uh, purchasing, you favor a, uh, a renewable energy provider. Yeah. Okay. I, do. I got you. Okay. I, I was picturing a windmill at your house or a wind turbine at your house, but that's not how you're doing it. <laughs> No, 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 I'd no. I'd like no. to see that zoning would probably prohibit people it. People have them. I'm sorry, Joe. It's sad to no. admit to you. With the economy of scale, the best thing to do is demand it from a large producer, which is what is going to happen, because they'll be able to do it much cheaper than what you can do it yourself, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. If it was, mm-hmm. that's what I'd have. But uh, really, he has a band of fracking. But here's a real quick thing here, please. When we talk about something divisive, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we pardoned uh, Susan B. Anthony, you know, suffragist and all that, charged with a $100 fine and all that. We all know that. Um, she was, you know, never pardoned before, and he did it, and they're saying that this is a, a political stunt, you know. But down at the, this is out of the New York Times, but then <laughs> they have to throw this in. She's also an increasingly divisive figure adopted by anti-abortion forces and criticized for relegating black suffragists to the sidelines. So to associate anybody with Trump is to say they're divisive. Interesting point. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the call. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number for the open lines. We're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly as it relates to President Trump and Joe Biden. We'd love your view on this. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us if you wish as one individual has done, at onthemarketwkok.com. We haven't irritated Stan in the last uh, 20 minutes, so he hasn't texted us, but you can at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't 
won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. The Philadelphia Inquirer, if you can believe it, uh, says uh, Joe Biden says he's not banning fracking if he wins in November. Ban means to prohibit, and Biden doesn't want to prohibit fracking. He would allow existing fracking to continue, but he has repeated the claim, no new fracking, and he would like to face out fossil fuels in the years ahead. And that's from where? Uh, the Inquirer, Philadelphia okay, Inquirer. And that's a nice, good, conservative paper. But seriously, what the guy said was he wants to end fracking. When he was asked, eventually, he said he wants yeah, to end it. Eventually, so. no new fracking. And that's destroying jobs in Pennsylvania. Okay, first we'll do the working class dog, then we're going to Eric. So, okay. Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. How are you doing? All right, and you? Fine, thanks. I want to call on the, the put a name to the guy that was executed in Portland on Saturday evening. His name was Aaron, they called him Jay, and he was a white 39-year-old man. And he was shot by a black 48-year-old man, no, allegedly shot. And the main suspect is a 48-year-old man uh, that is black that just was released on gun charges out of Portland uh, with no bail. So he was back out on the street. And... Um, so that's putting the name to the, the young man that was executed, and he had a Patriot Prayer hat on, which is a Trump-supporting group. And then on COVID-19, COVID-19, uh, they're saying now that only 6% of the people that had it completely died from COVID. Everybody else had at least two and a half uh, other conditions. So instead of 161,000 people dying from COVID, like they're putting down as that's the main death, cause of death, it's less than 10,000. And uh, what they're doing to the restaurants and the small businesses is just destroying them at this point. They should just reverse it at this moment once that kind of stuff comes out. Um, because well, I think... I, I can I can argue on behalf of the governor if you if you'll let me. The governor says he doesn't want anyone to die on his watch. I know you know the numbers are low. Most people don't die from COVID nineteen, although you know thirty some have in Pennsylvania or in our area and in Northumberland County. And uh, what's what's the number in Pennsylvania? Death seventy six hundred. Yeah, seventy six hundred. No, okay, that's too high. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But in any event, seventy six hundred. Is it really? Oh, is it? Okay. That didn't so in any event, all right, but that's low compared to the state's whole population. And as our good friend Billy Allred would gladly say if he were on the line, well, most of them are old anyway. So we we, we do have well, that. Take that 7,600 and just divide 6% out of that. And that's the number according to... Okay. Uh, all right, but what, what I'm saying is that it, is that the governor, who's in charge of all of this uh, mitigation, is saying, "I don't want anybody to die on my watch. I'm going to do everything." He should have kept the people out of the nursing homes. Yeah. Yeah, he should have pulled. 
he should have, you know, utilized another spot for those people. Like, uh, put them in isolation like we're supposed to do with the uh, old people that are infected and anybody that's invulnerable to the disease right from the very beginning. And then on college campuses, the chance of those young people dying from it are even lower. And if you send them home, they're going to go home and kiss grandma and maybe give it to her. So yeah. they better off getting herd immunity, like I said, from the beginning. And no pandemic ever wiped out mankind before, so why are we all bent out of shape like this? Because people <laughs> die no matter what we do. Half these people are old anyway, right? Is that what you're saying? Hey, watch it, buddy. No, I'm not saying that, but I, I mean, something's got to get you. I got you. They said that something like two-thirds of the cases were people who, who were either in nursing homes or had underlying conditions. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's Northumberland County's toll right there. Only right. only a, a, a few are in the community. Right. No argument there. I'm, I'm just trying to say that the, the governor has a different view on this, and unfortunately, he's the one that's doing the deciding. His well, view is it's, worth the, him, it's not worth the risk. It should have been impeached because he put those people in the nursing home. Well, and if he's worried about death, he should have never done that. I mean, you got to agree with me there. Right. We? And we didn't get to bring it up, but did the picture, did you see the picture of the mayor of Philadelphia dining in? inside a restaurant in Maryland, while at the same time he prohibits inside dining at Philadelphia restaurants. Well, down in Harrisburg, the restaurant, right, I went to that one protest, and I was, I talked to a guy that was loading food into the restaurant, I said, what's all this food for? And he says, well, this is the one that all the senators and, I mean, the people at the Capitol eat at. <laughs> I said, are this still open? He says, yeah, the, only to them. <laughs> So don't do as I do, do as I say. Exactly, and this is just, you know, no pandemic ever wiped out mankind. There's herd immunity, protect the vulnerable. If you, if you have it, isolate yourself, quarantine. You know, we know the routine, and history is going to prove that we did this all backwards. <laughs> and it, it, it's just a... Uh, well, the state legislature is taking steps. The legislature is taking steps to make sure that this doesn't happen this way again. With an individual doing the deciding that uh, the legislature well, drunk with power. Say I what mean, again? They they all gotten drunk with their power and their cancellation. Everybody has to cancel something. <laughs> Let me cancel the North. Yeah, this, this terrible yeah. governor is obsessed with saving okay. lives. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. A... quit saving lives and let's have some fun. I mean, uh, people are going to die anyway, so right. No argument there. Okay, thank you so much, Al. Appreciate that. Well, how about the mayor of New York, or the who was saying that uh, he won't allow inside restaurant dining until there's a, a an anecdote for a, a virus vaccine? vaccine. <laughs> I mean, talk about. Well, and yeah, anecdote either one. Is a funny story. I know an antidote. Thank you. <laughs> Until somebody comes up with a COVID joke, <laughs> a decent COVID joke. I misspoke. Forgive me. All right, let's get uh, Eric, Eric gets on his here. One Eric, thank you for being patient. Uh, we do take first-time callers first, then rebuttals. But now you got the floor. Go right ahead. Start the clock. Sixty seconds. Uh, Cindy and Joe are missing the point I was trying to make. Oh, man. My point specifically was that this president has been is using something that never occurred before, using the grounds of the White House to try to get reelected. Cindy's point about, I don't even know what she's talking about, uh, uh, the Obama administration closing off things. Did, at that point, was there re-elect Obama signs all over the place? Hundreds of, of cheering people re-elect Obama as they were closing these things down? No, of course not. What we have here is a very big concern to me that this president is starting to initiate a lot of dangerous precedents 
things that former presidents have never done before and he thinks he can do and get away with. And if we don't stop him now, it will not stop. But I don't think there were signs all over the White House lawn re-elect President Trump. He just during had his, his during his his speech, his ex, Joe, his acceptance speech as a Republican uh, candidate for for election 2020. That was not a political event. It was a political event, but you said there were signs all over the White House. There are no signs no, I all said over the over White the House. White House lawn. Well, there are no signs on the White House lawn that say re-elect President Trump. And people weren't holding signs. People were or, holding or them, but you... up and cheering him. It was not a political event. Come on, Joe. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was a political event. You said there were signs all over the White House lawn. There were not signs all over the White House lawn. People I agree. Weren't with... Holding signs. It was a single reelect reelect. Uh, uh, I th- no, I think they just sat rally. there without signs. I think I didn't see any signs waving. Did you? No, I don't recall. No. I don't think so. Okay, so so the use of that was not a political. Uh, that would be very inappropriate. Well, you're saying two different House. things. Yes, it was a political use. I'm not going to argue that with you. But no, there were not signs. And, you're making it sound and, like well, okay, you turned the whole so, thing so into let's a. Take the signs out if you want to go on that that you know that extension of it. Well, you're making the it sound like a cheap is, advertising was never stunt. Done before. Okay, so what's the? And it's a very dangerous precedent oh, really? which this president is setting on different things. How is it dangerous to have the White House use, the White House lawn used to accept the presidential nomination? How is that dangerous? Because it, it, it has never been used that way before, nor That doesn't it. make it dangerous. It is the people's house. He happens to be the current resident of it. Yeah, we're looking at a photograph of the crowd there, and no one's holding a sign. No sign. Okay, and they weren't there to, every time he said... He said you didn't stand up and cheer for I'm I'm four no, more years. Well, of course, of course they did. Rally. But that, okay, that, so what's the signs have to do with it? Well, you brought them up, Eric. No, I, my point was that there were the other uh, examples that Cindy put said closing things down and so forth and preventing the veterans from going in that had nothing to do with with anything dealing with uh, an Obama administration attempt to get reelected. She was talking was about shutting down public spaces. Her argument was that it's a public space all the time. And it's not just a public space because it's the White House. There are other public spaces, and that sometimes they're shut down or used for other purposes. I think that was her point. All right. Thank no, you so her much, point Eric. Was, she specifically said Obama and shutting him down for his purposes. He shut down the uh, the mall, the National Mall, and he closed. That was back when there was that budget impasse. And he shut down the national parks first. And, Before and, they had and, to be shut and down. During that time, did he come out and make a speech that uh, reelect me? Uh, as he, he uh, did, he have all his supporters in those spaces? No, he, he did not. Well, he wasn't running for anything at the time. Did okay. I've used my minute up, gentlemen. Thank well, you. Well, actually, you used two and a half more, but that's okay. That's we right. we we poked you, Eric. All right, we got a lot of emails and texts pending, but I got to take a quickie break. We'll be right back. We got a caller waiting, so he's going to be first on the radio when we return. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, ask and ye shall receive. Who said that? Who said ask and you shall receive? Yeah, sounds biblical. It does sound biblical, do you? <laughs> but who said it? Uh, I always like, be careful what you ask for. You may just get it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. We asked for emails, and we now we have five of them as near right. as I can tell. So, Joe. Well, we have one of them. WKOK, this is a great service you're providing. Future generations will study how normal Americans became radicalized by Trump, and your on-the-mark shows will be a great resource to those scholars in the future who study the end of the American empire. The xenophobia, racism, and myopia of your callers is astounding. This will be a great case study of a Roman Catholic community leader who was once a mainstream Republican, then turned his back on the teachings of Jesus, feed the hungry, comfort the sick, visit the imprisoned, and embraced a twice-divorced failed businessman who admitted to sexually assaulting women. Thanks again. That's you, Joe. That's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Ouch. Are yep. you allowed to do confessions or uh, accept the Eucharist still? So, in other words, uh, uh, there are only no Roman Catholic could possibly be in favor of Donald Trump. Um, Is that what they're saying? Now, I don't uh, think well, Lutherans should be in favor of him either. I don't. You're, I don't you're too stuffed with meatloaf to make rational decisions. I don't think we are. <laughs> I think we're opposed to President Trump, but I'd have to check with the ELCA to triple check on that. I just don't know what to say. Mike, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Um, Mike, I'll be less than a minute. I generally support Wolf. I think he errs on the side of caution. I mean, he has a degree in economics. And I'm retired now, but I, I own three small to mid-sized businesses. And one of the and the one thing we did with every one of them was plan for contingencies. Um, and we did that either through an insurance policy or just by placing money aside. And the minimum we would do that for is six months, but we tried to shoot for a year. So, I don't know. I think business people should, you know, be aware that things could happen and that you need to plan ahead for emergencies. And that's how we did it. So I, I, I support his, you know, I'm 70 now and I don't want to get sick. Cause I, I mean, once, once they say you're better, as far as I could see, you're not better. You know, you're, you're suffering still from all kinds of crazy stuff, but... But anyway, that's my thought on it. That's a good thought. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you taking the time to call. Well, I think a lot of people agree with the caller. The dilemma comes in that if you own a business and you're down to 25% capacity, can you stay open? And, you know, a lot of restaurant owners just say, well, do I even want to? I mean, without the big crowds and without the, you know, really operating in the black and making a a good living for you and your family. A lot of restaurants that right now are doing okay because they have the capacity for a, a large amount of outdoor seating. And I noticed several restaurants in the area have erected tents outside their property to uh, outside their normal business to accommodate more people. But that isn't going to fly when it's 28 degrees outside and the snow is flying. 
you know, and, and it's sad because you certainly can eat inside a restaurant safely. I don't see the 25% makes that much difference in 50%. And maybe later we'll have an anecdote for this. Since an so anecdote. We'll be okay. Uh, right. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I so ate... these two guys with a high viral load walk into a bar. <laughs> Uh, uh, Next time you make a mistake, I'm (laughs) going to be all over you. But I mean, seriously, I went into a local restaurant, fast food franchise, the other day, and it was sad. There were like four tables sitting there and Mm -hmm. all this wide open space. Right. You know, 50% would have worked perfectly well. In your view. In my view, yes. And if I were the governor, I'd do that. And then you have the Hippocratical mayor of Philadelphia eating inside a restaurant where he won't allow people in his own city to do it. But he wasn't in Pennsylvania. Right, he went to Maryland to do it. Why? Because he wouldn't allow it in his own city. But somehow it's it's unsafe in Philadelphia, but it's safe in Maryland? Come on. Did the mayor apologize for that? No, he tried to justify it. Okay. <laughs> and he's getting a lot of flack, and deservedly so. I mean, if I were a restaurant owner in Philadelphia, I'd be out in front of his house every night with a sign. <laughs> All right, well, believe it or don't, we got open phones. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Well, we got some texts and emails, so start in the upper right corner, then you go down into the text field. All right. Uh, Tom says it's been in the news for quite a long time that the U.S. has a shortage of doctors. You would never know it listening to this show. Quack, <laughs> quack, quack. Signed, Tom. Oh, yes. Everybody's <laughs> count on Tom for something. He's, everybody's an epidemiologist these days. <laughs> right. And uh, right, medical well, you, degrees. Somebody already pointed out, not me. It's funny how when the impeachment was underway, everybody was a constitutional expert, but then they pivoted to epidemiology right. when, when the <laughs> pandemic came along. Hey, everybody's got an opinion and they're entitled to it. Uh, one of our texters says, good morning. Under Trump, we destroy America. Under Biden, Harris, under Biden, Harris, we make America clean and green. I'm with clean and green. Many jobs created. Thanks. Signed, Bob. And, uh, well, Biden's speech yesterday might be the worst I ever heard. At least he came out of his basement instead of letting Kamala do all his talking for him. And the uh, and he only forgot what he was talking about once, COVID remarks. That was in the race instant where he stopped bashing Trump, talk about zero information and what he actually plans to do. And good morning. The use of people's the People's House is a violation of the Hatch Act if used for political purposes by anyone but the president and vice president. Uh, let's see. Was that all of that? Yeah, I think that was all of it. Okay. And then finally, uh, laughing out loud, actually, the case study that could use this show's recording would be a, a support, supporter snot? <laughs> Oh, uh, would be on supporters, not a party that nominated a dementia-riddled candidate with a far-left VP candidate who wants to destroy the freedoms in this country. Punctuation makes a heck of a difference. Well, so the spaces between words. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, well, and I still think we're missing one of those texts. We may have been. I think we're missing one panel. Uh, I've said this before, our... Uh, text reading device is limited to 144 characters, and then it switches to another panel, you know, and you go down these lists. But it lists them all in jumbled order. They come in in one order, but it jumbles them up, and they appear to us in random order, so we have to match them up. (laughs) So, like, uh, if Stan texts one and it's 400 characters, you have to find where the word cuts off and where you think it begins in the rest of the panel, so we kind of match it up. All right, well, I'm going to tell you something very important now, and I would like you to remember I will listen. Pay attention, everybody. Jason. Okay. 
Are you going to give us an an anecdote? Jason, (laughs) you come up with a funny story about COVID while I talk about uh, Jason Benford. He's down at the Lincoln dealership, and he is there to make sure whether it's a Lincoln MKZ, which I'm a big fan of those. Joe's a big fan of the Lincoln Navigator with a big V8 engine, and uh, we're going to make sure it's got lots of power so he can consume plenty of the planet's resources. Uh, But, of course, uh, when I bought a Lincoln Navigator for Ben Reichley, he wanted the hybrid version because he does a lot of driving. And it'll save him a few of the pennies, too. So that's what Jason hooked us up with. Then we talked to Jeff Clock about a Ford F-150. I told you my Ford Ranger was so tricked out, uh, the price was in the mid-30s. We said, you know, you can get a a relatively basic speaking, but still all-wheel drive, V6, uh, nice F-150 for that price. So, Mark, you may want to upgrade to a full-size truck. And you can get greater gas mileage on uh, some of them that have the EcoBoost. So uh, Jeff Clock hooked me up. Ernie and Austin over at the Kia dealership. They got the Telluride. My lovely bride fell in love with the new Telluride. The all-wheel drive, perfect vehicle. That sun and the moon roof combined. Just a fantastic vehicle. Top-rated in Consumer Reports. And uh, that's what they did. And Kyle Alexander, he knows everything about all of these vehicles. He's the superlative genius down at the Sunbury Motor Company. I give you these names because these are the people that will hook you up with your next Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln. Uh, And they also tell you when you need anything on a vehicle, you can go to the Sunbury. Motor Company, a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, and they'll pump you up with nitrogen. We'll take a quickie break. Uh, we will probably have some open phones, and we'll do that when we come back. 1 800 795 We have a couple of emails. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. On the topic of misusing public property. Jeff. Right. Government property misuse. Democrats during the bar hearing refused to let him respond to questions. Huh? So isn't that refu- making misuse of a public, not so much okay, property, po- but possibly a public so. event? Okay. Good morning on the mark. My desire as a staunch Republican is to vote for whom I choose worthy to receive my one lonely vote. That person will only receive the position for four years, then they will have to be voted on again. I honor your vote, whatever way you vote. That's the way it should be. Then honor the position, whoever gets it. Chris, you on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, first of all, on opening up uh, everything for for in spite of COVID, Iowa tried that, and the governor there was pro-Trump, and I believe it's a woman. She uh, decided to open up Iowa, and 
now they've closed down the bars and restaurants, and they have a huge COVID spike. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. I mean, the, the evidence out there is pretty clear if you look at the states who tried opening early. I mean, it's totally, it's been totally consistent for the most part that that's what happens. So I don't, I don't, and actually that's where Trump is going these days, apparently, is uh, he's looking for the, let enough people get it, which would be 60% of the country, and it would cause a couple million deaths total. Mm-hmm. And that he appointed somebody to, uh, to to head the head health that uh, believes in that he hasn't come out and said he's actually for it. He sort of acted like he's for it once in a while, but now he's appointed somebody who believes that. So I I think you should open your eyes to what's going on there. And the other thing is the the Hatch Act is is a law and. Postman and others have to follow it, and there's even stricter provisions for uh, some uh, cabinet offices, including Department of State, and they violated that in the in their convention as well as uh, the White House. And uh, there were two big Trump Pence signs that you couldn't tell where they were placed or whether they were electronically enhanced over the, the over the t- screen. I'm not really sure what was going on there at the White House. They were on the screen, Chris. We saw the picture. And they were, and they were the, on pictures. the screen before they started speaking. Then once they started speaking, they had live shots of whoever was speaking. And so they were superimposing them on the White House, even if they weren't on the White House grounds. No, they weren't superimposed. They were on a screen. Just a video screen. It was a video screen. They were on a video screen. So there were signs there. No, that's not a sign. That's a video. Well, there was a huge message board. A message board, right. Regardless, yes, okay. A message board, okay. (laughs) Well, whatever. If a message board isn't a sign, well, okay. If you want to, I don't know. Well, Trying to get off on some technicalities. I think of a sign (laughs) as something you hope. you can't get off on the technicalities on on the Hatch Act. Right, but the president can because it doesn't apply to him. Openly, right? Well, and I know a lot of Republicans don't <clears throat> care about that. A lot of Trump people are proud that he violates the law that way. They think that's a positive sign. So, where would you have had him go? Where would I had him go? Yeah, where would you suppose that I'm he should have accepted the nomination? His, his re-election, but he shouldn't. Well, uh, I'm asking what would have been acceptable have done it to where you. Where he did it. I suppose he had gone to a a vacant, um, well, what do you call it, a um, storage locker in Pittsburgh and done it there. That have been okay? I I imagine. Okay. Why wouldn't it be? Well, that's where Joe Biden was yesterday. He was in a storage room in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so why wouldn't it be? What's your complaint? Well, I'm just saying I don't think anything the president did would meet with the the acceptance of a large number of people. I'm not saying you would be that way. (laughs) I don't think anybody would have cared if he was in a private storage. Uh, but then the big story would have been no in Pittsburgh. Then the big story would have been no masks, no social distancing. That would still be well, the big story. That's, that's setting a poor example, and that is true. And what about Joe Biden? He's sitting in an empty storage space with six people sitting around him in circles on the floor. 
Is that good? That's the right message to send. That's a message to send. That's, that's a message to send. Okay. I don't, what do you mean by good? Is it showing how uh, if you want to be careful, that's what you do? Well, no, I think I, that's a good thing. Yes. You Chris, think it's? I don't know. You think it's another caller? So why, we need to have to I don't it. understand why you're interested in that. Do you think it's good that the go- the mayor of Philadelphia is eating inside in a restaurant in Maryland when he won't let people eat inside in Philadelphia? Oh, brother, Chris, we got to wrap up. <laughs> go ahead. We'll give you a quick last word. Go right ahead. Well, uh, uh, Trump. There's a new book out on Trump that shows how little understanding, by the way, he does have of certain things about what he did and how he uh, he uh, tried to get Kelly to be uh, FBI director on the condition that he have total loyalty to him. Gotcha. All right, we got to go, Chris. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, you're on the mark. You're going to get about three minutes. Go right ahead. Okay, I might not take three minutes. I just can't believe the discussion that it was a good thing that our president violated the Hatch Act, and it, it was over and over again. It is my house and your house, Joe, and Mark's house and the audience's house, not Trump's house. I'm sorry, we let him live there because he works for us. He violated the property as far as I can tell. Now, that's just one more thing that I hope he will be uh, uh, arrested for when we get through this horrible three and uh, years, or actually now going on four years of this administration, where he doesn't understand what's going on, he thinks that he's a prince of some sort, and he does not follow science. And here you are, you're saying how stupid of Biden to follow scientists who say we should keep social distancing, and you say... Trump is the smart guy because he violated laws. He grabbed a whole bunch of people of age and put them really close together and had them yell at the top of their lungs. Joe, you got the world upside down. Yeah, he had guns pointed at him. If they didn't get there and sit close together and yell, why they were going to be shot? You no, said he forced that. You said he the forced example them. Example he makes, Joe. You and said, I'm "Sorry, I can't forgive him like you can for everything." You would have not let your children grow up doing this kind of stuff. You without said he being forced. Punished. You said he forced them. Than how did he force them? Uh, well, how else are you going to sit when the chairs are side by side? When you're being told by somebody who knows nothing of science. That you can you can lick each other. So these were like these to. were all and Nancy Pelosi saying, "Come on down to Chinatown. It's safe. Come on in." I don't. Hey, that was a while ago, Joe. Times change and people learn things. You bring up a while cases, ago all the time. Necessarily every time. <laughs> you bring up a while ago all the time, Than. You talk about things the president did in the last election cycle, like they happened yesterday. But yet you want to give Nancy Those Pelosi a pass. Relevant, Joe. You're bringing. <laughs> oh my goodness, things. Joe. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'm not taking my three minutes. 
I am tired of you answering a question with uh, what if. And so, thank you very well, here's much. Here's your assignment, then. Calm down and talk to you. Here's your, here's your assignment, then. Look up the Socratic method sometime and see what it is. Oh, brother. Thank you, Than. Sorry to put you through that. Joe's got it bad. Today. You look up the Socratic method, too. I ain't looking up nothing. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK, Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is uh, 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.